Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The FT. The art world is once again homing in on London as Freeze Week is in prospect and a record number of fairs and events gets underway. The array of shows is already dizzying, and with the advent of Freeze Masters to join its older sister, now rechristened Freeze London, it seems that a new one is never very far over the horizon. And in March of next year, the team behind Hong Kong's Art HK will launch Art 13 in London. But is there a saturation point? Are we in danger of fatigue? I'm Jan Daly, the FT's Arts Editor, and joining me to discuss this are Stephanie Diekvos, the Director of Art 13, Thomas Dane, a prominent dealer and gallerist, and Georgina Adam, the FT's Collecting Columnist and Editor-at-Large of the Art Newspaper. Stephanie, tell us about your plans for Art 13. I believe it's in March of next year. Yes, indeed. The fair will launch in March next year at the Olympia Grand Hall in London. It will be a global art fair incorporating around 120 galleries from across the globe, um, whereby we will be showcasing young and emerging as well as established galleries. Sounds fantastic. Thomas, what are you doing with the Thomas Dane Gallery during the Freeze season? Um, we're going to be showing up Freeze London and at Freeze Masters, so we're doing both. Which You're for, doing both? Yes, which for a medium-sized gallery is a lot of logistics. That's quite a stretch. And Georgina, as critic, reporter and commentator and all-round um, surveyor of the scene, at a rough estimate, how many shows and events will you be visiting, do you think, in about 10 days? Gosh, probably more than I would have time to really look at properly because there really are an awful lot. And, of course, not just in England. I think the biggest change I've noticed in my quite long career now covering the art market is the amount I travel today compared to the amount I travelled 15, 20 years ago. It's certainly true that at the um, as soon as freeze is over, everybody zooms over the channel to FIAC, which comes next, and and so it goes on. Thomas, do you think it there is a danger that uh, medium-sized galleries in particular find it difficult to stand out in such a a crowded landscape? I, I think it really depends how they approach it. I don't think there's, a, you know, from a small gallery, a medium-sized gallery to a large gallery, I think it's how you approach it, um, which fairs you choose to do and what, what's the quality and your objectives. Larger galleries have the possibility to do many, many fairs with different staff, not always uh, the director attending maybe every opening. How but for many, us, How many do you do a year? We do three, do three. Uh, very conventional ones. Well, no, f now four with Freeze Masters. Mm. Stephanie, in such a landscape, um, how will Art 13 make its mark? How will it be different? We think that we um, will be unique in various aspects, but I think the m important one to point out is that we really try to bring a global art fair to the West and especially here to London. Because from our experience with the art fair in Hong Kong, we've seen how interesting it is to create a true dialogue between Western and non-Western galleries. And 
from these, you know, having observed that the discussions, observing London, how it's really approaching to be a global art city, we want to replicate that here and change it and make it really relevant to the market here. So you think that our notion of international is actually a bit narrow? I mean, that we think of international, we're just thinking Europe and Amer- and a bit of America. Um, no, thinking- no, I do think that, of course, you know, fairs as well as biennales are, you know, branching out and, and see things more globally. But I think, you know, obviously with fairs being, you know, oversubscribed with, it's far more difficult for an established fair to open up to new entrants. I mean, you know, Thomas, I'm sure from Basel how difficult it, it is to it show is. there. And I would say that's one of the good things about fair choices. Um, but on the other hand, I've seen, for example, uh, Pinter Art Fair, which we might have considered doing because we have a strong Latin American artist base. But I think we chose n- probably not to do it. And I don't want to be damning of, 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 of a Pinter, but I think it struggles because probably there isn't a big enough South American collector base here or people willing to travel to London from South America for Pinter in the end the galleries are going to be much more attracted to doing the fair at Rio, where they have the collector base there. I think that's than... actually a really interesting example because we believe that the the idea that you basically label or, or have specialised fairs is maybe, you know, you spoke about sort of Western approaches, and I feel that that's maybe something that we at least feel is slightly outdated. And that because every, you know, being it African art, Middle Eastern, Asian art, we think it needs to be a universal discourse in a way. And therefore, of course, we would hope, you know, and to have South American, you know, being in the same fair as European, American yes. and Asian galleries and Middle Eastern and basically, you know, showing art from different areas, but in one event. And does Art 13 um, concentrate only on contemporary or modern and contemporary? Or? We will have modern and contemporary art because we think that the showcasing of tradition is very important and the historical roots and actually I think especially looking at non-Western art that's moving forward a very interesting point of view but there will certainly be a bigger emphasis on more contemporary works. Coming back to what you said about not wanting to typecast yourself in a sense I think one of the reproaches that's made of this plethora of new fairs is that they're slightly indistinguishable mm. one from the other. You tend to see the same works of art in the same galleries and you fly half across the world to see something that very much resembles what you already know. And I actually think that there's quite a future for fairs in typecasting away themselves. For example, Art Dubai, which has done very well being a fair that when you go there, you do see different things. I've just come back from Vienna, where I went to Vienna Fair, where there were a lot of Eastern European galleries I wouldn't have seen somewhere else. So I think one size really doesn't fit all and that there's a real future for regional fairs that do a good job of bringing regional galleries and regional artists to a greater attention of the outside world. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. And I think um, you made a very good example with Art Dubai because I think it's also very important to always ensure that the fair caters to the the needs of the audience locally. And locally, I don't mean locally as in small, because, for example, I think, you know, Dubai, it's very important to develop a regional art scene all over. I mean, as, you know, from art schools to artists to galleries um, and critical mass. And I think London is a very global city. And therefore, I think it makes a lot of sense to bring global galleries to London. One, one thing with, with Fries, colleagues of mine who've got galleries in Europe, mm-hmm. um could find it difficult to attract London collectors, especially mm-hmm. the, the smaller 
medium-sized calories. And so maybe they, and some have decided not to do freeze. How do you plan to make sure that the galleries that you're inviting really have the opportunity to meet and deal with uh, some of the London collectors that they wouldn't necessarily know? Um, we are looking at, I mean, when I say London collectors, A, I think that the London collector base is very varied and of course with us you know attracting and bringing galleries from let's say India the Middle East of course we're also particularly targeting people who live here have second homes here have families here Mm. that are not originally from London so of course and I think that is a very interesting market to look at I think in generally fair organizers can do more and I think it's equally easier in on a, in a smaller event to really work with collectors and introduce collectors and gallerists and it's something that I've heard a lot also over the past few months that that galleries say often organizers seem to think okay they bring the galleries to a place they invite the collectors and then they let them get on with it and I think that we can do far more to facilitate the connections, the meetings, the dialogue between collectors and galleries. I would agree with that. I mean, having experience of doing fairs uh, in Spain and Mm -hmm. uh, Italy, I felt we didn't have enough connection with the the collectors that were based there. And no one was, they wanted to help, but then their time was so, you know, they didn't have enough time really to help everybody there. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, we've learned that also from Hong Kong. I think it's really important sort of also the idea of educating the exhibitors as well as the collectors, really simple things. I mean, I know galleries who do um, affairs in Spain, for example, who always will make sure they have a Spanish-speaking, you know, assistant. So if that is the case, you should tell galleries beforehand. You know, I think it's really important to try to brief galleries when they come to wherever it is, sort of what the local customs might be not the right word, but what the local conditions are in order to make sure that they are being helped. Well, I think that's what Hong Kong did. I seem to remember Hong Kong sent out instructions, well, not instructions, but guidelines to how to deal with the Chinese. And some of the most successful galleries in the Hong Kong fair actually translated the labels into Chinese. All of these steps were very important, I think, for connecting. One thing I wanted to ask you was, how do you motivate us to get motivated about another fair? One of the things that's so impressive about Freeze and one thing Freeze did bring to London was this this energy and um, collective endeavor on the mm-hmm. part of galleries and museums to try and to try and make it an extraordinary week which they've succeeded how do you motivate us to get you know to want to go to that to your fair when we've already had affair and we're doing others elsewhere I think there 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 are lots of different ways and some very big steps and some very small steps so we will of course have a full VIP program. We are working with a lot of institutions, ensuring that there will be, you know, possibilities to see interesting exhibitions to, and of course, to for overall to see interesting things at the fair. And I think that's actually the main point that with all our marketing campaign, everything we will be sending you, it will look like, oh, that's something I haven't seen before. That's something new. That's maybe an artist I haven't come across. That's a gallery that has never shown in the West before. You know, it's it's this idea of discovery, I think, that we want to, you know, garner in, in each of us, really. With so many fairs, uh, how do you not hollow out your own gallery programme, i.e. there's a problem often talked about is the problem of supply, finding enough artworks for your gallery programme plus for your fairs 
I think we probably take a different approach to a lot of galleries and that we'll, we'll reinvent what we're doing each time. So we'll come up with a different approach this year. We're showing um, largely sculpture. Other, other galleries can have a very set uh, approach. So as you said, you go to another side of the world, uh, the other side of the world, and you're seeing exactly the same booth as you saw two months before. Mm-hmm. It, there's, there's no easy answer to that question, but I think uh, with supply, we don't have that much supply. All the artists we work with don't produce a lot of work, so we have to be very... Um, we have to really think out our booths mm. and try and make it interesting for people visiting as well, thinking, well, maybe you've done something different this year rather than a repetition. I see so many repetitions at fairs. And and I think that's where I would agree with both of you. And I think it's also um, enabling galleries to showcase maybe work that they are not showing because they're under this pressure to have the feeling that at each and every single art fair they need to show their... I don't know, they're their most su- commercially successful artists potentially or make sure that the, you know, because otherwise artists, if you don't ask the artists to show a work at the fair, I mean, I've worked for galleries, mm. you know, gar- artists are very upset. So, you know, I think it's, it well, they can they be. be no, I think they're fair. both ways. Yes. But if, you know, but there's also this idea of competition. And I think it's, it's on galleries as well as fairs allowing people or you know getting people being more creative and as you say really reinvent potentially what they're showing and maybe focusing on something specific one thing i'd add to that is i think the success when fairs uh, showcase or or uh, try to encourage galleries or have a system where they do one artist because you cannot go to a fair with um, and see a new gallery which has all new artists and really understand anything. I think it's 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 so difficult. When there's a when there's a single artist booth, it helps enormously, and you 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 learn more. Of course, the thing this is always the big debate, though, isn't it? Because it's commercially more dangerous. Showing one artist, if somebody doesn't like that artist, is not becomes passionate about that artist, yes, then they think- walk right by, and it might be the kiss of death for your gallery because they say, "Oh, he showed somebody who I really didn't like." I agree with you that, of course, it's far more enlightening to see solo presentation. I also hear from galleries that it's a high risk. And the the people who mainly take this risk are young and emerging galleries where it really is about their livelihood if they don't sell a single piece. And I think that's maybe something one has to look at. It either, you know, thinking how can galleries focus on an artist but also being able to do something that might help them commercially or invite larger galleries who could who can financially take that risk to do the same thing I think um, that uh, global scene is the one that you probably have um, Georgina have a very good um, eye on because you do travel so much do you think that there is a danger of saturation point in the international calendar, I mean? Because particularly in the, that sort of run of, of mid to late spring now, with the addition of Freeze New York, of course, in May, it makes for an absolute marathon. And if we find it exhausting, um, imagine if you were a collector who was interested in going and buying. I mean, how, how long are they going to spend? They're going to spend their whole lives going from fair to fair. After all, everyone is chasing the same people in a way, aren't they? Absolutely, yes. Customers. Yes, as terms of customers, it's true, um, particularly at the higher end. That's not that many. And if you can imagine that next year we're going to have the Venice Biennale as well. Yes, I think that 
there is a danger of saturation. There is, of course, a certain amount of winnowing that goes on as well because some have died, for example, Art Chicago, but then it was replaced by a new fair which seems to have really been quite good. My question really to both Stephanie and to Thomas is I have the impression that a number of these fairs are sort of successes except commercially they're not perhaps that strong. For example, Freeze New York, which I think was acknowledged as being in many ways successful. People went there... The tent was excellent. The lighting was good. I'm not sure that sales were that strong. I think from a gallery perspective, to do a fair which is commercially not successful, is it's a lot of work getting it together and it's, it, it doesn't make sense. At the top end of this market, we're seeing and still seeing... Uh, completely against all other economic trends. We're seeing extraordinary expansion. Do any of you see any sign of this bubble bursting or do you feel it's a bubble or do you feel it's quite strong enough to sustain itself? From my experience now looking especially at, um, which also is new for me and fascinating at non-Western collectors, I think that is has longevity and will continue to grow. I really do think that there's poten- potential and there's increasing interest in art as, as also as collecting and not only seeing. All markets are cyclical. <laughs> to a degree, but this proved, I, I would argue that it, it hasn't gone with this cycle for some reason. I think partly is that, is that expanding interest that you're talking about, mm. because what people don't register when they're looking at the auctions and they see the success of the auctions is how many artists' work has fallen in value. And we tend to look at just mm. what's risen. That's a good point. Yeah. And there are lots of artists where people were paying a lot more money f- four years ago, five years ago, um, and there's probably a backlog of work waiting to be sold because people no longer have the confidence. But uh, That is particularly the problem in contemporary art, which is fashion-driven. Let's face it, with fashion, you always want the big new thing, don't you? And I did an interesting exercise. I went and looked. It was Art Basel's 40th anniversary, I think, this year or previous year. And I went and looked at some of the early catalogues. Well, it was a very different animal, but an awful lot of the artists who were really headlined then you haven't heard of today, which yes. was quite interesting. Yes. Mm, it's quite quite salutary, isn't it? And not only in the contemporary field, because you remember when that con- wonderful constable sold at Christie's recently, um, the one that had come from Spain, um, from the uh, Tyson Bornemisa collection. And um, for once I did get my um, wonderful financial colleagues here to do some number crunching, which they're very, very good at. <laughs> And I gave him the price it was bought for in 1989, pretty sure it was, um, and gave him the price it was likely to sell for, i.e. the low estimate, which is exactly what it made. It made 20 million in 2012 and said, what does this represent? And um, it represents, in fact, an huge loss. Even if you take the inflation value of the money, the lost opportunity of... Um, you know, opportunity costs, lost interest and all the rest. So in fact, this iconic picture, this uh, superb constable had over 25 nearly years represented a huge loss compared to taking those millions. And even if you put them in the building society, you would have made more money. Well, 1989 was the top of the last Mm. market bubble. That is the thing. And it was was bought very high. Mm -hmm. Yes, if you buy at the very top, 
it's going to be you're going to struggle to recuperate. And as you say, it but, is a question but of. But on the other hand, with fashion, Francis, fashion as well, with Francis Bacon, you know, personally a huge fan. But but um, pictures bought at the height in '89 have then succeeded mm. and amazingly come back and sold for vast sums. But just coming back to, to art fairs and what we will be seeing next week, I think that's why it's so important. What I think we, we all work towards, you, Thomas, as a gallerist, and you, Georgina, as a critic, is that we really want to um, create connections between collectors who really collect out of you know reasons of passion and not investment. And I hope that we will be seeing lots of that um, next week and then as well in spring, of course, at our fair. Well, that's a very, very nice note to end on, and I'm afraid we are out of time, although it's a fascinating subject and we could go on for a long time. So my very big thanks to Stephanie Deepworth, Thomas Dane, Georgina Adam, and to you all for listening. You can read more about the current fair season and collecting on ft.com forward slash arts and ft.com forward slash collecting. Art 13 will launch in London on March the 1st, 2013. And you can find the Thomas Dane Gallery at both Freeze London and Freeze Masters. The Arts Podcast was produced by Nicholas Spencer. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.